You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy International Women's Day today. Happy International Women's Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday today. I just got an email from uh, bit.ly, the bit.ly team, and it said it's National Proofreading Day. And of course, they spelt proofreading incorrect. And they spelt it's incorrect as well. And that's the whole point. Uh, but maybe the real point is the fact that they should have said it's International Women's Day. So uh, which came first, the, the chicken or the egg? Uh, which came first, the International uh, Women's Day or Happy Proofreading Day? Um, so um, uh, they said H-A-P-Y... Happy Proof Reading Day. I'm typing it. And then they said, uh, it's National Proof Reading Day. So, you know, a couple of spelling mistakes, a couple of grammar mistakes. Um, and uh, But I guess they should have said, it's also International Women's Day. I mean, seriously, like, can you not just get one day a year right? Uh, to celebrate, I don't know, you know, a gender that only is re- only represents like 50% or probably more of the world. Um, and uh, it's, look, it's very appropriate because we have Rose, uh, thanks to Bez, we have Rose Horowitz on the show today live at 1 p.m. And then we have Rose in the Collective Cafe tomorrow morning for a little bit of an after show. It's going to be actually um, a bit of an experiment for us um, to see... Um, uh, an experiment in audience building, um, an experiment in uh, audience swapping, um, how many of Rose's audience uh, join us tomorrow, how many stay. Um, it would be awesome to build this way. Uh, Bez, uh, all your uh, your push. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm excited about the show today. Uh, and I'm excited about, uh, we're going to give away a poem on the show today. Uh, we're also going to give a poet away today. Well, we always give a poet away today, but there's one live on the show, so that should be interesting. Uh, lots and lots of poets. Uh, today, I will tell you 
that uh, I'm being a little sneaky. Um, so first of all, the POAP today, uh, the code is infinity. Infinity. Why? Because uh, it is March 8th today. Did I say even March 7th earlier? I don't know why I was thinking March 7th. But no, it's March 8th today. And um, and so the 8 looked like an infinity sign in the actual POAP art. So the code is infinity, and that will be live from 8.59 to 9.14, our usual time. And then I'm giving away a POAP on the show today. I'm not going to tell you what time. So you're just going to have to be watching live. But I will tell you it is a very generous window. Um, so I was trying to see how much I could, you know, like if they would allow me like a, a longer window. So I, uh, it's not something I would do uh, often, um, but it's a 29-minute window. So, you know, all things being equal, it's either the first 29 minutes, the last 29 minutes, or the middle 29 minutes. I mean, all things being equal. Um, but there's also uh, a co- there's a code. It's a numerical code, and you're going to have to Google. You're going to have to go and uh, or figure out the the solve of this riddle of this question. So a little bit of gamification um, as well. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, I'll let you all figure it out. You can chat amongst the comments. Wisdom of crowds. Uh, it will be a little bit of fun. So lots of experimentation. And of course, you know what I really love about this is uh, this is potentially. A, uh, no, don't put the, uh, the, the code in the chat, Bez. It's, uh, no, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, but because, you know, well, is it fine? Because you don't want someone just coming, checking the chat and leaving, right? Um, of course, it's fine. Um, but, um, but it's a good experiment for me. It's exciting um, because it, it actually marks quite a significant change in terms of how I produce, deliver, distribute, promote the show. So first of all, um, the first part of it should come in, in terms of setting up the show one week in advance, maybe even as much as one week in advance on YouTube. So now you have a link. Once you have a link, you can start to promote the show in advance because you have the link for people to tune in, for people to subscribe. In addition to that, you can use the link functionally like an Instagram and a story. So in some cases, you can actually have that link. And of course, you can even deliver the idea, which is, you know, make sure you subscribe or click to be notified. And so there's that button as well. In fact, all of the social media platforms that have live tools uh, use that as well. So now, you know, you've got a different mechanism at the beginning. You can do more promotions leading up to the event. The event itself has a live PO app. So that's another incentive to tune in live. And then the next morning you do an after show. And so that is going to require a bit of a rejigger, and we've mentioned this in you know earlier this week. So the next morning, there's now an after show. Now the after show um, will involve me uh, sharing my show notes and um, and then going through the show and actually being able to discuss some of the things with you, um, hopefully with the guest who then decides to come in. It's a commitment, so they they need to want to come in. Um, and need to, you know, appreciate the time. Of course, they're going to get the content. It's a podcast. Um, they can get a transcript. So all of this has to be kind of worked into um, the verbiage, the the managing of expectations. Um, and the other thing that I've also realized in this process is this idea of when you are on the show, uh, you're, you, you're, it's not just a traditional appearance you're gonna you're gonna have a really really fun time you're gonna have a great conversation you're gonna be asked really thought-provoking questions questions that you haven't necessarily been asked before people are gonna get to see a different side of you and you're gonna have all of that content you'll have the files you can edit you can use that for your own content strategy You can feed it into your machine. Now, that may not be important to you. There are many people who do 30, 40, 50 interviews um, a year. So for them, it's just another appearance. I'm kind of like that too when I'm on a show. I don't go back and, well, I mean, I'm different obviously because I have my own show. But if I didn't, I'd probably value that content a lot more. Every 
you know, I'm putting out so much content now, five episodes or five, you know, collective cafes every week, at least one show a week, my newsletter. Um, so I don't really need more content, but most people do need more content. And so that's another part of the pitch or part of the value proposition. So we'll see how it, you know, how it goes. I mean, we've given ourselves, I've given us, I've given me uh, a goal. Let's see if we hit our goal. And if we miss it, why did we miss it? Um, you know, and it's a good opportunity for all of us to be able to say, I mean, I know Shadows Pub and, and Alessandra, who was in, have promoted uh, today's event um, in their space last night. You know, Bez, you've been active. Tim, I've seen you you know, on, you know, promoting it on LinkedIn as well. You know, Praxim, um, I'm sure you're doing things too. And and even if you're not, it's fine too, because, you know, you've contributed tremendously in terms of content creation and delivery. So everyone has done their, their bit and their part, and that's amazing. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, so let's talk a little bit. It's Wellness Wednesday. It's International Women's Day. Um, today on the show, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to Rose um, about, we're just going to have like a real frank conversation. Um, and I'm also going to talk about some of the myths and, you know, some of the things that people talk about and don't talk about and what should they say and what shouldn't they say. I'll even talk about, you know, perhaps this idea of like, you know, in in, in this this world where you're either woke or you're not woke, um, you know, in this in this world that we live in right now where there is so much fear in saying the wrong thing, um, you know, what is worse, saying the wrong thing or not saying anything, right? So like that conversation, also when you do say the wrong thing, how should you act? What should you do? If you put your foot in it, if you say something that's insensitive, you know, if you didn't mean to, like how, how do you recover? How do you, you know, how do you, um, how do you, how do you kind of cope better, you know, as an ally, as a male, uh, as a man, as a female too, you know. Um, so I think it's going to be a great conversation and uh, I'm just thrilled about it. Um, today, being International Women's Day and being Wellness Wednesday, you know, I had a thought um, or, or a, you know, almost put it out there to you, um, which is, and I'm asking the question, maybe I'll ask it to Rose as well, why are women in general, in general, so bad at taking care of themselves? And, and what I mean by that is spoiling themselves, indulging themselves, putting themselves first. And of course, when I say why, that may not be the case. Is it the case? And if so, why is maybe the better part A and part B? You know, when I look at um, I, today, I just. Um, Posted on Instagram and on Twitter, um, you know, just just uh, uh, three women, obviously three very very important women in my life: my late mother, uh, my wife, and uh, and my daughter. And um, you know, and so, and I can tell you that at least two out of the three, my late mother and my wife, were famously famously, you know, bad at taking care of themselves in terms of indulging themselves, spoiling themselves. You know, I pushed my mom so hard to do the things that she wanted to do, uh, but she didn't do them, you know, which was specifically, um, you know, going on the Orient Express, flying first class on like, you know, Singapore or Emirates. She never got to do those things. She never got to indulge, but but she certainly got to indulge her children and her grandchildren. And uh, so why, why are... You know, and, and my wife is the same. She will, you know, she will, I just put my tweet in the back chat. Um, she will always take care of everyone else before her. I'm a little different. Maybe I'm a lot different. Um, I'll take care of myself. Not necessarily before I take care of them. Um, but maybe I would say, and, you know, I I have my own passions in life. Whether it's, you know, watching football or whether it's creating content or whether it's um, getting on the peloton and uh, and that's important to me and and again I don't know necessarily that it's correct to say and it comes first but if I'm for example uh, I'll give you an example if I'm going on the peloton at five o'clock in the afternoon uh, on a Sunday 
and uh, and let's just say in this example, uh, I'm doing a live class. So it's a live class at six. And at five of six, my son comes and says, hey, can you take me to Wakeman, which is the, uh, the you know, the town uh, soccer field? I would say, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm getting, I'm about to do a live class. Uh, my wife, if she was doing the live class, would not do the live class. She would take him to Wakeman. That's the difference between us. Now, when I say it, I feel selfish. And I am selfish. It's a maybe a good definition of selfish. Maybe it's not. I mean, I'm just asking the questions and putting it out there. I might say to him, you know what? I wish you'd told me sooner. I wish you'd told me because I could have taken you 25 minutes ago and still got back to have done my class. You know, and, he, and he might say, you know, it just came up. And then I might say to him, well, can you go... Can you go in an hour? Um, can you can you get another ride? In this case, can you ask mom? Can you take an Uber? There are many solutions, or can you do without? That's what I would do. And as I said, you know, my wife wouldn't. She would not. She would either cancel the class or come late to the class and start at ten or fifteen minutes in. Why is that the case? Is that the case? You know, is it more often the case than not when it comes to women? Am I generalizing? Maybe I am. Maybe, maybe my take is, is incorrect. The fact that I can even bring this up and, and mention it right now is, I think also it's part of, the, part of the problem is that not a lot of people feel comfortable to have these discussions. We need to have these discussions inside our homes and outside our homes. We need to have these discussions in communities. We sometimes need to have these discussions with ourselves when we reflect and introspect. We need to ask ourselves these questions. Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with you? Is there nothing wrong with us? But, you know, can we just be more accepting of one another? Is it, you know, uh, who is it for me to judge someone else and say, you need to take more care of yourself. You need to be more selfish. I suppose it's as wrong as them saying, you need to be less selfish. You need to take less care of yourself. If your son needs to go to his friends, you need to drop everything you're doing and take him. I mean, I don't think there's ever a right and a wrong. You know, and I also don't necessarily, and we've discussed this before, I'm not necessarily sure as well that the statement, you know, there are three sides to every story, your, you know, your side, my side, and the truth, your truth, my truth, and the truth. I think it's all relative. Everything is relative. And so today, to bring it back, just to uh, say, um, just make sure, that, um, uh, uh, shout out to Billy and uh, and Chris, who just came into the room. Just remember the uh, POAP code is in the, the chat, and it will be live 8 59 to 914 and then we're doing a live show with rose today the lovely rose uh at 1 p.m and there will be a poet and and it will be a fun poet because you'll have to go solve a little puzzle or you'll have to there is a numerical code and that numerical code is the answer um and i have faith that you will i have all the faith in the world uh that you will solve it um you will solve the conundrum I'm just going to put the uh, just in in the chat as well um, a little bit of the the little card that I made uh, for the show live at one, and I will also make sure that I give you uh, the YouTube um, link too. So let's go back to the subject at hand. Why are women and are women? Why are they so bad at taking care of themselves relative to men? Why are men so much more selfish? I don't know the answer. Um, but I'm asking the question. And by asking the question, I might be able to get closer to the answer or at least be able to come up with a few hypotheses or some thoughts that I can try and, and, and figure out. You know, we will go back, as we've mentioned many times on the show, the adage, which might be an urban legend or myth or whatever, that when the mosques come down on the plane... Um, I mean, it, I'm sure it's true, 
right? Which is you've got to put the mask over your own nose, mouth and nose, before your 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 infant or your elderly parent or your spouse. Like I know medically why it's true, but that has become this metaphor, this analogy um, for self-care. Take care of yourself before you take care of others. Is that even true? It may not be. Maybe if you take care of others, it will actually take care of you. Can, you take care of yourself by taking care of others. If you're a caregiver, it's what you do. It's who you are. It's very much you know, what defines you. You know, if you're an empath, if you're, if you're a truly selfless person, whether you're male or female, you know, you can't indulge yourself and spoil yourself until you've taken care of others. It would literally um, be, you know, a, a disconnect. It would be a, uh, the blue screen of death. It goes against your nature to take care of yourself before you take care of others. But I do understand it. I do understand this concept, right, which is if you are not happy, how do you expect to impact people happily? I just listened to the podcast, you know, continue to listen to the podcast in the morning, Gary Brecker, you know, talking about, you know, the fact that if you come into the office and you're angry and you're mad and, you know, and and you're, and you're having a really, really bad day, suddenly it will reflect, not suddenly, it will reflect an impact on everything you do in your work environment. But actually it goes, it, it, it goes to something that's even bigger. Everything about the work environment will be negative, will be, will be angry. They don't pay me enough. They don't appreciate me enough. I can't stand this person. You know, the politics... You can't just shut it off at the door. Everything bleeds into everything. It actually made me think of Severance, the show that is, you know, on, I think it's Apple TV at the moment. The ability to almost have a completely separate work and home life, that you don't bring your work problems home with you and you don't bring your home problems to work. It's not possible to just flick a switch, which of course is the whole premise of severance. The ability to essentially, you know, be able to do that. I won't, you know, divulge any more uh, plot uh, twists, but that certainly does not give anything away at all. Uh, but, But it does come back to this, you know, to this thought, which is if you don't take care of yourself, how can you expect yourself to take over others? Now, the corollary, of course, is that every single time someone is rude to you, every single time somebody cuts you off, every time someone is grumpy or grouchy, there's something going on. They're off their baseline. When they are off their baseline. Look, I've heard, well, what if their baseline is, you know, someone who is not nice or mean or a bully or, you know, or, you know, a sociopath or a narcissist or, you know, or whatever. You know, what if there are just some people that that are not generally nice people? But I don't buy that. I think all of our baselines are are good. I mean, we're all born that way. We're all born good. We're all born clean. We're all born pure. We're all born innocent. We're all born curious. We're all born wanting the same primal love, attention, you know, care, protection, food, you know, and eventually we grow into things like validation, connection, you know, other things like that. So I believe that our baseline is always set to good, to care, to kind, to generous. So I just think that when someone is more often than not off that baseline, it's just because they've, you know, they've... um, uh, they've, the, the machine, going back to the idea of the chimp, the, the human and the machine, their, their machine has either, you know, they're running a program right now, they're stuck in a, in a loop, in a vicious cycle, or their circuits are damaged. Now, I might be talking about something that you, you might need a little bit more con, uh, um, uh, context, but it really just comes down to this, uh, you know, this mindset doctor um, that, I, that I was listening to um, on Diary of a CEO, I think I've 
shared the uh, the actual episode with you uh, before. I'll find it again, and um, and I and really, really, just you know, cannot recommend this show enough. Um, it's just you know, it's just there is so much mess and noise out there. Um, I just think it's like really, really good sometimes to find consistent you know content um, that 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 actually works really, really well for you. Um, so his name is Steve Peters, the secret man behind the world's top performers, and he talks about the. Uh, let me just uh, share the link with you so that that you have it. Otherwise, you're like um, uh, copy link. There, we, there you go. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the cafe chat. But he really does. There you go. So he talks about you know the the machine, right? The program, how you are programmed. Uh, it also doubles back on this idea that I that I saw heard the other day that you know I don't know eighty five percent of all the decisions we make are unconscious decisions and almost automated decisions, um, and and the thing that you need to know about the machine right versus the chimp brain versus the human brain, the machine um, is either based on your it could be bad bad habits it could be a routine it could be you know the sum total of all your experiences. Um, how you were nurtured and conditioned through, you know, through culture, through community, through family, through repetition, um, and it could also be sometimes the uh, like the concept of a virus, a corruption. You know, the circuits can be damaged through trauma as well, so they can be misfiring some of the circuits, or or things, or the program is not running properly. Um, but you know. I do think that sometimes bad behavior can be learned. You can fall into a rut. You can actually end up um, being so, you know, far off your baseline or what the or the baseline enough times that you actually forget what the baseline is, and it can be repaired. Not always, but it can be repaired. One of the things that comes out in this episode is sometimes things actually can't be repaired. And so instead of trying to fix people or fix things, you have to actually accept and move on. You have to be able to actually, you know, in, in terms of trying to help someone, you know, in fact, w- what he says, the mindset doctor in this particular case, um, Steve, is he said, um, he actually talks about the empathy that he has for psychologists, for therapists, who actually end up driving themselves crazy because they're so desperate to try and fix and help someone and and they haven't realized that they are not fixable in some cases. So in some cases, for example, low self-esteem, sometimes it cannot be fixed. And so you have to actually kind of help someone cope in, in a world where, where they have low self-esteem. They may never have high self-esteem, but they're still coping mechanisms so when it comes to, you know, our, our mothers, our wives, our daughters, you know, our colleagues, the women in our lives, is it more often than not true that they are more or less selfish than us as men, and I'm talking as a man, obviously, uh, and, uh, you know, thank God we have one woman here at least, because, you know, in some cases... That's the power of uh, social audio or just audio in general. But I'm fairly certain that we have one woman and the rest are men today. So, you know, I can't talk for women, but I can talk, uh, I can talk as a spouse, as a son, you know, as a father, you know, as, a, as an observer as well. I think it's safe to say, instead of like skirting around the issue, is that I do think that women are, are certainly more selfless than men, more empathetic, you know, more, you know, they have more empathy in general. Their feminine instincts, their feminine qualities are, you know, by definition, more um, conciliatory or reconciliatory, more um, uh, comforting, um, you know, more intuitive. Now, these feminine traits and feminine skills are not necessarily um, ones that are limited to to women. Men can absolutely display feminine traits. Intuition, for example, is more of a feminine trait. 
you know, and and of course, you know, we live in a world as well where um, 20 years ago, or I should say one generation ago, maybe two generations ago, you know, cowboys don't cry. There were many female or feminine traits that were not, that were almost taboo, that were signs of weakness, specifically amongst men, as opposed to strength. Remember, the weakness is the strength. Not try and fix the weakness, solve the weakness, turn the weakness into a strength. But lean into it, double down into it, embrace the weakness. So I think, for example, you know, as an ally, I think anyone, any man in this world, um, is by definition, their baseline should be an ally. I know they don't always act like it, but hey, as far as I know, almost every man has come into this world through a woman, and I mean quite literally. Um, and so whether you, so everyone is, is a son, for the most part, I'm pretty sure that's almost 100% true, but everyone is a son. Not everyone is, is a husband. Not everyone is a father. Everyone's a human. Everyone is, you know, has the potential to display tremendous empathy and care. But when it comes to self-care, what do we do? And what do we do, actually, I'm speaking as a man, what do we, how do we get others to practice better self-care, specifically the woman in our lives, if they're not already? And maybe it has nothing to do with gender too. These are all just questions, you know, um, on my mind. Shadows Pub says, takes a lot of strength for men to embrace and live their sensitive, intuitive self. Um, and and you know what the the, the other th- the other thing well first of all a big part of that I think comes down to this idea of you know whether we say you know it's okay not to be okay but it 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 comes down to um, you know comfort level and you know and being really really comfortable with yourself and in your own skin and. And being able to then, you know, be a beacon and help other people too. I mean, you spoke about strength, but it's relative. I mean, maybe maybe we need to give credit and say, well done. It does take, you know, to, to every man that has embraced and lived their sensitive, intuitive self, well done. You know, good for you. It must... it. It must have taken a lot of strength. Others might say it took no strength. Strength is, you know, strength is my mom. Strength is, you know, being widowed at 31 and bringing up three kids. And as you know, she was pregnant with my brother and having to make a life. That's strength. You know, it almost feels, it almost feels like I almost feel dirty to be considered to be strong to demonstrate you know, to be vulnerable or to, you know, demonstrate the, I, I should be thankful for these feminine traits or feminine, you know, or, or feminine skills. Not patting myself on the back and taking the accolade. And of course, I know, you know, where you're coming from because there is an identity crisis going on right now. And I think, I think there is an identity, maybe there's an identity crisis on both sides. You know, it's it's because it's a rebalancing. It's like a, a like like rebalancing your wheels or, or or tire alignment. Some are too soft, some are too hard. It doesn't matter in this case whether you're male or female. But how do we get to a point where we are all on the same page? You know, men being less tough, women being more tough. And then there's the double standard that every single time a woman demonstrates toughness you know, grit, um, you know, drive, ambition, all the things that men are complimented and praised and promoted for, there can, you know, women are almost judged and and criticized. She's too aggressive as opposed to he's a go-getter. So there's also a tremendous amount of uh, hypocrisy and um, that exists. 
Look, I think the first step to dealing with all of this is to deal with it. And you deal but and you deal with it by talking about it. And you talk about it by not being afraid to be shut up or shut down or rebuked or cancelled, you know. And 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 you do that, this all this is all a continuum. You do that by by doing it in a safe space. And a safe space, by the way, doesn't mean, you know, a bunch of sycophants or a bunch of, you know, enablers or yes men or women. You know, it means a place where you actually have diversity. You have people that are going to say, I disagree with you. And here's why. And then the other person doesn't have to necessarily fight back and have to get in the last word and have to, you know, say, well, I think we're saying the same thing. Okay, you disagreed with me. What I need to start doing when someone says that, I mean, you've heard from me, the the regulars, that what I do now when I'm on a panel and someone says they disagree with me is I just let it sit. I don't feel the need to have to rebut because then they will rebut my rebut and then I will rebut their rebut of my rebut. And then at the end of the day, we just look like a bunch of buttheads. See what I just did there? I actually think what I need to start to do is something different, um, which is to say, all right, I said X, you said Y. So I'm not getting in the last word. I'm not rebutting you. I'm just wondering, is there a middle ground? What does it look like in a scenario where we're both right? Or what does it look like in a scenario where we're both wrong? That could be an interesting play for me next time. Not, I think we're both saying the same thing, but what if we're both right? What does that scenario look like? Shadows Pub says, strength of all kinds is shared. The strength of woman doesn't diminish the strength of men. It, it uplifts both. And that is so true. It is so true. There's a place for everyone. You know, the hard part, the hard part, and, and look, this really does come, um, you know, down to this idea of, of um, it, it was a much, it felt like a much bigger thing, like, three years ago. I mean, we're, by the way, almost like now, almost coming up to three years of COVID, of living with COVID. Um, but I remember it was a big conversation. I was trying to get uh, Liz Plank on the show. Um, and, um, you know, I'm like, she wrote a book called um, For the Love of Men, From Toxic to a More Mindful Masculinity. And, uh, you know, she was coming on and then she cancelled and then, you know, I don't know. Um, and I just couldn't get her back and I've tried again. Maybe I'll try again today. Um, but I think she would be perfect to come on the show um, and talk and talk about it. And, you know, and she's she's probably, I mean, she's 35. I'm looking at her Wikipedia. She's she's 35 years old and um, and men must, you know, fear the, the crap out of her um, because, you know, because she's, you know, she's no pushover. I mean, she's come out with this, like, really, really strong, um, you know, point of view. But it's also not not a rebuke. You know, it is it is this ability to kind of, like, recognize and call out the elephant in the room, which is the struggle is real. And it's everyone's struggle. Because, you know, just like every one of us, is a son of a mother, we're also a son of a father. And so this rebalancing has to work both ways. Otherwise, you might go from one imbalance to another. The pendulum might swing from one side to the other. Some might argue that's good. When we think of, you know, in South Africa, we called it affirmative action. You know, when we think about quotas, when we think about the fact that, you know, you hear the gripes, you know, coming from, you know, the, 
the new endangered species, which is, you know, the, the aging white male, which is, it's not fair, it's not fair, life's not fair. Why are we being discriminated against now? And the counter-argument is, well, you've had it pretty good for a long time up until now. And their rebut to the rebut of the rebut might be, but that's not my fault. I wasn't born, I didn't choose to be born an aging white male. Sounds like Benjamin Button. I didn't choose to be male, white, you know, privileged. I didn't choose this life. And maybe I don't have the privilege. And maybe I'm, you know, I, I don't have a silver spoon. And maybe I actually have struggled financially, economically, socioeconomically. Not everyone, you know, is... I, ju- I just saw this um, the other day. I'm going to post it uh, into, the, into the cafe chat. So what I've started to do now is just every time I see something interesting, I want to share it with you. Um, and I don't always know, like, what's, what's the point. Uh, ironically... Can you spot can you spot uh, what these four individuals have in common? So it says um, how self-made billionaires got their start. So you've got uh, Bill Gates. Mom sat on the same board as the CEO of IBM and convinced him to take a risk on her son's new company. Jeff Bezos started Amazon with three hundred thousand in seed capital from his parents and more uh, and more from some rich friends. Uh, Warren Buffett, the son of a powerful congressman who owned an investment company, and Elon Musk, dad owned an emerald mine in apartheid South Africa. By the way, all four white males. You know, all born with privilege. Great for them, but for every four Buffetts, you know, Musks, Gates, and Bezoses, they're probably 400,000 white males that are that are that are below the poverty line so you know not probably not the best idea to generalize um and look i do it too i mean like in the sense i will be self-deprecating you know my friend uh <coughs> mitch joel will talk about being pale male and stale but it's fine for Mitch and I to do that because we have advantages and we have privilege and privileges, not the least of which is being born a white male and fortunate enough to have education and, and have opportunities open to us. So I do think that it's important for us to ask the questions and it's important for us not not to be judgmental in terms of the answers, in terms of not allowing people to ask questions, in terms of, you know, not, you know, being dogmatic about the answers. And let's just bring it back in in the last, you know, 15 minutes or so. By the way, if anyone wants to join me on stage, um, as always, I kind of like, um, I know you like to listen. Sounds a little, you know, pervy, but whatever. I know you like to watch. <laughs> I know you like to listen. But, uh, you know, in the last 10 minutes, it's always nice to hear some thoughts, feedback, reactions. Um, I really do want to encourage you to that last 10 minutes to come up and <coughs> and rebut or build or or ask questions or add. Although I do like the questions in the cafe chat as well. Um but, you know, on this Wellness Wednesday, uh, maybe we should call it Women's Wellness Wednesday in addition to International Women's Day. Let's not just celebrate the women in our lives. Let's also s- encourage them to, to uh, and thank them for everything they've done because they've done a lot and encourage them to maybe, maybe not to put on that mask before they put it on us because it just may not be their nature and it may never be their nature, but certainly to be able to, you know, indulge themselves, take care of themselves, recharge themselves, take a break. They've deserved it. They've earned it. And if we zoom out just slightly and we talk about, you know, the gender gap, we certainly cannot rest 
until every you know man and woman are treated and paid the same for the same job. I'm trying to find this clip. I wish I'd, I'd found it. Um, it was on either TikTok or Reels. I'm going to see if I found it, and I'm going to show it. To, I told Rose about it, which was um, it was a guy, and um, someone was reacting to him. So it was doing like a reaction. It was a woman uh, who was a doctor. You could see. And he was saying, you know, women are always uh, complaining that they don't earn the same as men. Uh, but it's their fault based on, you know, the jobs, you know, that they end up applying for and taking. And as he's talking, <clears throat> you can see the woman is getting more and more agitated. And she's about to like rip him a new you-know-what. And he says, I mean, here's a perfect example. He says, instead of taking a job as a doctor, a lawyer, a pilot, or an accountant, they end up taking a job as a female doctor, a female lawyer, a female pilot, or a female accountant. And, and it's at that point when she realizes the joke and she's just like, okay, you got me. I'll, I'll give you that one. Because, of course, you know, um, there is no such thing as two different jobs, being a male doctor and a female doctor. You're a doctor, but, you know, you get it. I know everyone here gets it, but someone might be listening thinking I don't get it. You know, so clearly, you know, a female did not apply for a job as a female pilot. But the double standard says if you're a female pilot, you're probably going to earn less than a male pilot and so on and so forth. A pilot is a pilot is a pilot. Just don't crash the plane. A doctor is a doctor is a doctor. Just make sure that I survive the operation. A lawyer is a lawyer is a lawyer. Just make sure that I win the case. An accountant is an accountant is an accountant. Just make sure I don't go to jail. The end. So let's ask the right questions. Let's give ourselves the ability to ask the right questions. And if we ask the wrong questions, that's okay too. Help, help, help me, help us. Let's help each other get to the right questions. It's only by asking the right questions that we will get the right answers. It's possible, I suppose, to get to the right answers through the wrong questions, but that's only through a different kind of exploratory. And I'm pretty sure that, that asking the wrong question is not the right path, if you follow. That's, that's how we move it forward. And we also got to ask the obvious questions. You know, one of the things that I want to ask Rose today is that, um, like, is this the right question or the wrong question? So, U.S. Open, USTA, U.S. Tennis Association, um, they, they cut the same check for the men and the women's winners of the U.S. Open tennis. Same check, same amount of money. Um, um, 100%, I'm almost 100%. In fact, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. But the men's final is a best of five. A woman's final is a best of three. I also don't know what the ratings are. My guess is that the men's final attracts more viewership than the women's final, but I could be wrong. It also obviously depends on, you know, historically whether Venus and Serena were in the final or not. And it also shows the power of them being pioneers, trailblazers. Thank God. And what they did not only for tennis, but for sport, and not only for sport, but for life, for women out there. But the question that people might think is, is that fair? Is it fair if the numbers, if the viewership numbers are not just 1% or 2% apart, but 10 or 15% apart, is it fair? Should women have to play the best of five in order to get that same check? Now, I already know part of the answer. So it is a almost a rhetorical question. And I think you all know the answer too. Because it's really not about the actual 
literal physical exertion and the time spent on the court. You're not really being paid relative to the amount of balls you hit. It isn't a price per ball. It is much more related to ticket sales and viewership for sure. But there's also this idea of rebalancing that is taking place, sending out a positive signal, sending out you know, an intent, a stake in the ground. It is as flawed an argument as all lives matter. It is as flawed an argument as this idea that says, why do we celebrate women one month in the year and one day in that month? Why don't we celebrate them every day? Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. We should. Absolutely. And we don't actually need a day, just like we don't need Valentine's Day to remind someone that, you know, we love them. And by the way, Valentine's Day just is just a money-making marketing scam, which is not to say I'm not saying... Um, <laughs> which is to say or not to say. I'm not saying that international, you know, a woman's day is a scam. I'm not. There are no greeting cards, I don't think. You know, I'm sure all the florists and, uh, you know, candy stores are trying to leverage it. But I think what it does do is it focuses and concentrates us and our efforts on asking those questions. You want to know when to start? Start today. That's when you start. Because the first step is often the most important and the hardest step. So do you want to know which day to start? Start today. Start on International Women's Day. Why not? In a perfect world, we wouldn't have one and wouldn't need one. The world is not perfect. But we can strive to make it more perfect or less imperfect. We can certainly do that. And yes, all lives do matter, but that's not the point. You miss the point. And oh, by the way, who are the people that generally say that? So instead of playing with words and trying to be too smart and to be too clever for one's own good, the best thing to do is to actually start Make a difference. Stop talking about it and start doing something about it. I am proud of the fact that when I conceived of Alpha Collective, as many of you know, the 52 Alpha Talks are delivered by 26 males or those who identify as male and 26 females or those who identify as females. And yes, people said, but what are you going to do with, you know, other denominations or non-binary? And I was like, uh, I mean, not this iteration, but certainly within, absolutely. But I think at the highest level, and it's still something that I struggle with, when we think about the fact that we are calling out a month and a day for women, that's like calling it Human's Day. I mean, it is actually just one away from like, you know, Human's Day, which probably there is one, and I just didn't know about it. It's a day when we actually just are grateful to be alive or just to like go out there and just, you know, thank a human. It's probably Friendship Day. So like, I mean, one below humans would be, would be gender, pretty much. And we're talking about, we're not talking about 3% or 8% or, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, Puerto Rican Day Parade or, you know, or, or uh, I don't know what they have, like, you know, St. Patrick's uh, Day or, it's not, I mean, we're talking about women that we had to call out a month specifically. Remember, again, the wrong question is, why isn't there Men's Day? Why isn't there Men's Month? Well, there will be. <laughs> there will be one day. And that's not a good thing, if there ever is, by the way, I should say. 
Instead, let's just, you know, as the old saying goes, why can't we just, uh, why can't we just all get along? Well, we're trying. But we also need to recognize that sometimes we're not meant to all get along. Sometimes we're meant to have a little bit of conflict. We're, ha- we're meant to have a little bit of challenge. We're meant to, you know, just like that, you know, came out in the interview with, um, with Randall. Everyone needs an enemy, but everyone also needs a hero. Everyone needs opposition, but you also need a home base. You also need a mentor. You also need um, a role model. I've always, you know, spoken of my mom as my role model. And Nelson Mandela. I've got a man and a woman. It's perfect. Unfortunately, both are not alive. So, you know, probably add Freddie Mercury to that. Not a role model, but just someone that... I really loved and is no longer with us. But I digress. So on this International Women's Day, on this Wellness Wednesday, on this Women's Wellness Wednesday, if you are a woman, thank you. Whether you felt that you, that you needed to be thanked by me or not, thank you. We appreciate you. I appreciate you as a spouse, a husband, as a son, although I don't have any parents anymore, as a father, as a human. And go take care of yourself if you didn't, if you, if you needed any reminding or prodding. Or maybe it's not for me to say, but I certainly can say that, you know, to my wife. I can say that to my daughter. Actually, I think she takes enough care of herself. I think she needs to take less care of herself because I get all the... Uh, credit card statements, too many manicures and pedicures. But you know what? Today, go take care of yourself more. Today, the many and the petty is on me and whatever else you need. And just remember, for people that are here today and people that are listening, find the space and the place where you can ask questions without your head being bitten off. And you can answer them without your head being bitten off. Where we allow each other the space and the ability to move forward. Because remember, when somebody disagrees with you, instead of trying to say, I think we're both trying to say the same thing, that could not be further from the truth. Because they just disagreed with you. Instead, try and figure out what that middle ground looks like. Not a compromise, but just a scenario where both can, where, where both have validity. Where both can actually operate a sandbox, where both actually make sense. That's how we move forward. You know, that's how we move from male and female or male versus female um, to a point where we we don't need a Women's Wellness Wednesday, an International Women's Day. But we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. We always have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do on ourselves, self-care, self-love, self-improvement. We have a lot of work to do with our loved ones in terms of our relationships And we have a lot of work to do in terms of impacting and influencing our communities, our society, our work environment, our extended and our expanded family and friends circle. And some of us are just lucky enough to be able to change the world or maybe cursed enough to be able to impact or influence the world. But it all begins, charity begins at home. It all begins with you. So whether you are a male or a female today, give yourself a pat on the back. You showed up. You're, you've taken the first step without knowing it or knowing it. And hopefully you feel just a little bit more positive and a little bit more optimistic um, about a future where we all 
thrive and feed on each other's love and care and effort and energy and passion and contribution and flaws and weaknesses, but most of all, our diversity. So I will see some of you at 1 p.m. today uh, for Rose and then tomorrow in the Collective Cafe. Have an amazing, amazing day. And remember, the POAP is live right now. And uh, I will see you guys later. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.